Here we go! Hey there, my name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And you are tuned in to Church Nerds, a back row morning show. And this show is made possible by listeners just like you and a strong partnership between Back Row Radio and Love Thy Nerd. Love Thy Nerd. <laughs> That's not like a question. Yeah. Are you? Are you part of Love Thy Nerd? <laughs> I promise I am. And I can prove it because aside from being a found, founding member of the aforementioned Love Thy Nerd, which is a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. I have almost eight years in nerd culture missions and over a decade as a professional Christian on church staff. And a fun fact about me, um, none of that impresses my wife. Not really. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that that's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not into like flaunting like successes and numbers of years doing things that does not impress me i guess me neither so to all of you listeners out there like just sit down and have coffee with me and just you know be a person and don't talk about all your years of experience (laughs) at things i don't know i'm feeling personally attacked right now (laughs) well i'm anna I am a homeschool mom of three, soon to be four kids. <gasps> really? What? Yeah. Is this a good time to tell you that I'm having a baby? Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really annoyed with all of my clothes right now because none of them are fitting me the way that I want them to. Girl, same. <laughs> I'm a coffee drinker. I'm a sewer. Um, I love Parks and Rec and mm. Downton Abbey and Legolas the Elf. So okay. <laughs> those are all the three major food groups. Me. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> so this thing has happened this week. Uh, we have watched the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Yes, we have. Which inspired you to order the comic books. Yes. And I did. I validated on our stream uh, twitch.tv slash love that nerd last night that they are comics they are not graphic novels i didn't know how to oh, dis differentiate i, did, I, did, I just didn't tell know me. what camp they f- tell me master into. yoda what is the difference between comic books and and graphic novels what a fantastic question i didn't know so i couldn't say i just had mentioned that i had been reading them watch the you know watch this tv series and then also wanted to read the I said graphic novels. You said novels. graphic novels, and they were like, no. Like, nerd. It's not a graphic novel. <laughs> yeah, my boy MDB set me straight on that. And I was like, okay. look, man, I didn't want to ruffle feathers. I wanted. Is that like calling Lego Legos? Maybe. for Maybe. Or Awanas? Well, that one, not so much, because nobody cares. But like for Lego, like that's a big deal. Are you saying Awana is not a big deal? (laughs) Speaking of feeling personally attacked. (laughs) um, Okay, well, tell me, what's the difference? Because now I'm curious. You still don't know. I don't know. I think think it's like, uh, I don't know. Here I am just speaking out of the side of my mouth that I don't know where to begin. I think it's like form, like long form. So this... I'm pointing over here to my right where I have a stack of these. These are called trade paperbacks. No one can see you pointing. I'm talking to you. Okay. These are called trade paperbacks. And what they are is they are a collection of a series of comics. 
Okay. Into what would be a graphic novel. Okay. Because you're reading it as a graphic novel. This is the story, but they're not called graphic novels. They're called trade paperbacks. That's confusing. It is unnecessarily so, confusing. But they were released as like episodic comics. So issue one, issue two, issue three, yada yada yada. Oh, so each one of those is like multiple comic books. Yeah, there's six chapters. Oh, and so my understanding, which is usually wrong, is like I don't want to keep up with six different comic books. Bingo! I, ju I just want them in a book. A lot of people will do that. They'll just wait for the trade to come out. Do they read them like this? And if you can't see my fingers, I'm like daintily holding just my index and thumb together. We're like you don't want to bend the pages um, and stuff like that. Because I see you already have some like frayed corners on your look, brand new bro, books. Do not call me out in front of my friends. Well, it's just I know that there are people that are particular about that. I even borrowed Harry Potter from a friend who does read their books like that and had a conversation with them and was like, look, I'm not sure you want to give me this book because my children, right? they wreck shop on books. We are not careful with our books. And I know how your husband doesn't like to crease the spine of books. <laughs> yes. Um, thankfully, a friend gifted me that book and I just saved that fresh, crisp, new copy and was like we'll just keep the one we've already jacked up that was my friend's right. and we'll <laughs> right we'll get we'll ship you the good one anyway yeah. back to umbrella academy uh reading mm -hmm. you 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 don't i don't know you don't read them carefully but, I, well, but you honestly, did you like binged them they come they come with a little crease on the front uh -huh. like for you to open it up and you know yeah let it breathe a little that's bit that's nice of them I was very, I was a little careful you about were? it. Yeah, it's not because like- Because I read that somebody else wanted to read them after you. They do. Yeah, I actually had several requests and I'm like- Interesting. Ah, I've already got one person I'm sending it to. And so like for me- So they're just going to be like the mail around copies? Well, but what I, what I don't want to do, and like this is, this is a legitimate concern of mine, is I don't want to open it up and then to have like it start falling apart. Because right. I have a book and it's usually sitting right behind you, but I don't know where it is. It's, it's a book called Why So Many Gods. And yeah, I read the bejeebers out of that book. Is it possible that that book was poorly bound to begin with? See, but I, you never know, right? Because yeah. like the, it's a soft cover book, so right. the binding on it. Maybe they just didn't glue those pages in correctly. And that's usually is what kind it of is. what I'm thinking. They're lightly threaded, because I've seen the thread in them. Um, but it's like it's still a glue that binds that to the. Yeah, and Levi has a little a poor little Gideon Bible out here. Well, yeah. That is just He really he loves that thing. He cannot read, but it makes him feel like something special to sit with his little commemorative. I don't think they really intend children to read with those Bibles they give them at their dedication, yeah. their baby dedication. He does. I just let my kids have them yeah. and bring them wherever they want to. And it's dead. <laughs> Um, it has been. Yeah, but he really wants me to glue it back together for him, which I will. I we just should. need to like take out the hot glue gun. It has been skinned. I yeah, I know. Uh, I don't even know if all the pages are in it. To, if I'm being honest, I don't. I don't know. But he we told will me. Buy him he told me the one. other day. He, I don't need another one. Like no, he just he, he, he just offered that, that up one. to me. Yeah. I didn't ask him. I didn't say, "Hey, bud, there's something wrong with your Bible." He just brought it to me. Like, Daddy, I have this Bible. I don't need another one. I'm good. I'm like, well, all right. Well, I know what you're thinking, that this thing yeah. has bit the dust, but I'm going to tell you now that- <laughs> Don't judge me, I'm fine. Dad, that is your real name. 
Well, we've completely derailed from what I actually wanted to talk about, which was how Mm -hmm. you reading books late into the night completely destroyed bedtime for me. Loosely. Because you wanted to keep the light on reading. And I don't even know who you are right now. I wanted to get... People, this is not a thing. No. Bubba does not read books. No. A, he doesn't read books. B, he doesn't read them at... 10 30 at night like oh can we just you just turn the light on can we keep the light on a little longer i'm reading a book which it has pictures so there's that to be fair i almost don't care about the pictures in this (laughs) in these books and like that's one thing about reading comics is like you get them because they're visual stories and all sorts of stuff and you know the stories sometimes are good sometimes are just not good but the art like will keep you around this is interesting art don't get me wrong but I'm reading these because of what I've seen in the show. Gerard Way didn't illustrate, right? No. Another he guy did. He just wrote it? Yeah. So I was like, wait, what? Umbrella Academy is by Gerard Way? Because I can remember one of my students being really obsessed with him because he's the My Chemical Romance guy. Yeah. Um, uh, Gabriel Ba. Okay. Or Bay. There's a little umlaut over the A. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I don't, don't. I don't even know if it's an umlaut. It's we a, should probably look it up. It's a thing. Ask Google how to say it. Well, but anyway, I, yeah, I've been reading these things, um, and I'm 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 in. There's only three volumes here, and I'm in the third one. Oh, I thought you'd finished it. I I halted a little bit. Oh, um, because I what I'm doing is I'm sharing my thoughts about these in our Discord right. server. Right. So you want your fresh reactions? Absolutely. To your hot Absolutely. takes. And I'm not like uh, these are my opinions, and if you don't agree with my opinions, then you can get out. Okay. So is the third one? You're shaking your head. You don't even know what I'm about to ask. I just feel like I know what you're gonna ask. Is the third one? Like what's going to be released in the next season or it's stuff that's already happened in season two? From what I understand, because I have not even cracked the page of it. Like I don't, oh, I don't, what? I don't want to spoil things for me, right? Like, oh, but I will, okay. I'm going to read it today. Oh. So I've read through volume one and volume two, volume one, and it is so thin. Volume one is so thin. They look the same size. They're not. <laughs> They're not. Um, well, anyway, uh, this is not podcast material, but anyway, like <laughs> the, it, it go, it like lightning fast blows through season, right. season one. Right. And that was my understanding is that volume one would be season one. Volume two would be season two and that volume three would be what we're going to get in season three. Um, when it comes, there's a lot of right. stuff that was canceled on Netflix. Um, and that be- God yeah. rest the OA. It has been canceled. I was okay with that. Get out of my house. OA lost me big time. No, like it the was The first launching. season was very interesting and then no, they lost me. That's not what me. this episode's about. Really not. Um, but anyway, to, to the best of my understanding from people that have read them, that uh, they, they've used phrases like, you know what, like it, uh, Umbrella Academy and Netflix got really good when they ran out of source material. Like right. they use phrases like that. So that That's leads me to believe. That's by the way, to the author. Oh, the author does not like the netflix gerard way does it yeah he's like gone on record of oh. saying just completely displeased Whoops. and then uh jaboy like ha- you loves. see this is you like but you saw the movie first before reading the comic but again so i was questioning would that have been different and that's what i'm curious about with season yeah. three if you you read 
the comic book first, like you read the story and then see the interpretation if you're going to feel differently. That's what I want to know. I'm, you are a study we'll to see. me we'll right see. now. We'll see. But I, I don't think that it's going to be as one-to-one because even reading through the second one, which the, um, the volume is called Dallas, and that's like the whole thing is like it revolves so, around. So Dallas. <laughs> that's an inside joke. It revolves around um, the assassination of JFK and how the Umbrella Academy is both at the same time trying to prevent it and cause it to happen. Yep, 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 yep. So um, I don't know why they ever time travel and expect that anything is ever going to be the same when they get back to whatever (sighs) timeline they want to. It's just just not. Who knows? You're not going to fit. You're an outcast now. But what I've found is that there are things, again, it's like loosely based off of characters uh-huh. and yada, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. so like that is this, that there are, they they have changed a lot of things. And I feel for the you better. You liked that. You liked that. For Netflix. Yeah. Um, because like I said. Fair enough. Lightning fast going yeah. through season one. Like you have no character development in the, the volume one at all. Uh-huh. None of that stuff. Um, and like. The character of Vanya in volume two is basically in bed the whole season. Just being depressed? No, she, I don't want to spoil anything. Like, but something happens at the end of season one. um, I'm sorry, volume one. Something happens at the end of volume one in the comics. Mm. And that makes her bedridden. Okay. And what they did with that in, like in the Netflix adaptation of it, is they then used that as character development for her going forward when she basically is a vegetable, um, a glorified oh. vegetable in in the comics for okay. volume two. Yeah. Um, and Vanya is a major player in season two of the Netflix series. So I like that, that I enjoy character development. Sue me, all right? <laughs> I, you know, but- That's why I like Downton Abbey. They don't, you don't get that in the comics. And also like there's, there are very major things that I'm like, they're very comic booky. Like they just kind of like throw villains at you kind of left and right, you know, kind of a deal. And you don't get that in the series. You get one villain. Well, okay. none villain. Yeah. You know, kind of a deal. So lastly, this is went way different than I thought it was going to go. Um, I was wondering how the comic books were going to compare on a like, a swear words slash oh yeah, yeah you yeah. know questionable content yeah. level how it compared with what they did with it in the next netflix series because i kind of hesitate to recommend umbrella academy to people because i'm like mm. i don't know what kind of yeah. tv you watch <laughs> there are some questionable things like you know some moments that i'm like i just want a remote in my hand for this yes you know? so umbrella academy to me even from the netflix side of it is is like the netflix equivalent and i don't know which came first the chicken or the egg here but the net the netflix equivalent of the boys on amazon and so that's following superheroes and people with you know major what powers if people with superheroes actually happen. went bad yeah. and you know or, you know so like it but that's what a, if that's they a, have flaws yeah that that's a what if kind <laughs> of scenario I people with superheroes i meant everyone i meant superpowers we'll see Um, because maybe some people collect superheroes. You never know. It's a plot (laughs) What if people who collect superheroes go bad? But for me, like I, it's, it's, it's kind of the similar thing. And both of them have like mature content. 
They just do it, like the you, comic book and the well, I'm saying like series? the boys and oh, um, you're Umbrella talking about Academy. just the TV series. The TV right? adaptations have uh-huh. mature content, and from what I understand, the boys is also an adaptation from written material. I don't think it's from a comic book. I think it comes from a book. Okay, that I want to read because okay. I have watched this thing and it's it piqued my interest. I know it's going to be different. That's fine. We've talked about this ad nauseum, <laughs> um, but. I know that they have mature content that they draw off of. So we'll just look at volume one of the Umbrella Academy in the comics. Netflix is far more mature. Oh, in, really? In content in general. Okay. Than this is. Not okay. to say that there's nothing in there. Right. Okay, because there is. But I was I was way surprised at the mature content level of the comic versus what I saw in Netflix. Now, okay. in volume two, it ramps up. Oh, really? It doesn't like zero to 100, but it, it does ramp up because you start to introduce different characters and they're starting to do a lot more plot development and character development and stuff like that. And they've established an audience. Right. And so moving forward, you know, it's they, they start to get into a little bit more stuff. And you see the same thing in season two of The Umbrella Academy that it focuses a lot more on mature content um, that you, as you know, if you're a Christian listener, you may or may not want your teenage son or daughter. I wouldn't want my teenage son or daughter watching any of it. Right. Honestly, not, not season one, not season two. Right. Parent however you need to parent, honestly. Um, And I'm not just talking to you for our kids, (laughs) but like in general, I will. Thank you. And I don't, I don't want to, I could, I could legitimately do an entire podcast on. I know we need to wrap this up. Yeah, our our red blinky light. It's been blinking several <laughs> minutes ago. Um, but I will say that I, as a as a grown adult, have enjoyed um, reading the comics for Umbrella Academy and also watching it um, on screen for Netflix. Mm-hmm. To me, it's one of the best things on Netflix right now. Um, a lot of stuff, like I said, is being yes. A lot of stuff is being yanked from Netflix, and I feel like Netflix is kind of slowing down. I've watched Warrior Nun lately. Well, that was super weird. They kind weird. of have to. It's like the paring down of the game shelf, you know, which we will talk about later. Um, we'll but see, you know, yeah. sometimes you get a you get a lot of things going, and you see what's doing well, and then you gotta yeah. you gotta cut back a little bit. Yeah. I don't hate it. Well, it's it's, it's a life. thing. Um, hey, uh, well, thanks for listening to the Umbrella Academy <laughs> podcast um, here on Backer Radio. No, hey, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because Church Nerds will be right back talking all about The Chosen. Yes. I am excited about this one. That is not a joke. I literally am. We're going to talk all (laughs) about The Chosen right here on Back Row Radio. Well, hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds on Back Row Radio, the live 365 app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really wherever you've found us. We're just glad that you're here and spending a little bit of time with us whenever during the day you're listening to this. In last week's episode, we talked a little bit about how the entertainment industry has done good and bad, really, when using the Bible as source material. Um, that was easily one of the most responded to episodes in our vast 
legacy in history. Was it? Here uh, on Church Nerds. Oh, I think yeah. you handle the responses and I just go about my merry way. No, so like doing my thing. Another one that we had that was really well received and, you know, engaged on was episode 19, I think it was. Books was versus books movies. Books versus movies. Um, yes. and it, got, it got you guys talking and I'm yeah. so thankful. That's what we want to do. We want to create engagement and conversations where you don't just hear us talk, but you want to talk about the stuff as well. Well, what did people say? So people were, they were contacting me personally. Like that was, that was some of the stuff. I don't think we need to do names while we're recording, but I'm interested in some <laughs> names later on. Yeah, um, I had quite a few people um, actually message me personally, like I said, and tell me that they agree with me. What types of people were these people? The most Christian and godly types of all the types and of all the people. This is so strange to me. Um, they agreed with me on the Nephilim issue. That's what I find strange. <laughs> I just um, did you did you happen to have anybody message you in agreement? I told you I don't handle responses. So I no? have one friend who messages me because she just started listening to our podcast recently, right? And then has apparently binged it, um, mostly because she's been out of town and we miss each other. Yeah. So it's like it's like she's with us, but uh, she didn't. She didn't message me, but I'm, I'm a busy person and your like occupation right now is actually internet communicating yeah. with people about these things where I have other things to do, like feed people and clothe them and teach them things. <laughs> hey, look, dude, if nobody is agreeing with you, that's okay. Just say that and we'll take my stance as the proper stance. Oh my stance. gosh. And uh, move forward. No, but seriously, thank you guys so much for, for engaging. I would encourage you to engage publicly on our Twitter account, at ChurchNerdsLTN. Um, you can continue to send me and Anna messages. Like, we love that. That's well, great. Well, they don't send me messages. We've established it. Um, actually, I've I received a couple of messages. One of them, actually, uh, I'll say his name because he actually thanked me for saying his name properly on the podcast, Ryan <laughs> Amy. Yay. Um. He messaged me and said, thank you for saying his name correctly. Perfect. There we and, go. And, you know, a couple of others. Uh, uh, you're you're welcome. I'm welcome? No, I'm just I'm, I'm oh, telling, to, to him. telling him that he's... Well, I, I admitted that I had butchered his name several times in the past before, but I think I heard him say his name correctly we one time. We are going to try not to butcher it again, which I, I'm going to say try because, Ryan, I'm going to be serious. Ryan, nobody else listen. This is We're just talking to Ryan right now. We forget all the time because we your don't. name is spelled wrong. You do. It's not spelled wrong if you think of the of it like how you say eight. Mm. Eight. A T E eight. Eight. No. See. No. No. Take no. That the English. number eight. A T E. No. Eight. <laughs> anyway, the chosen. Yeah. So we're not here to talk about Nephilim, but I did get a lot of book recommendations and stuff like that. That I might look into that are like a series on the Nephilim books and stuff that just like agree that. with your point of view. Yeah, mm -hmm. I need I need there the echo, I need the echo chamber. But I had mentioned last week that I didn't I didn't have like vast knowledge and you know I didn't have a bunch of things that I could like say this is why I believe and maybe you should believe too. So I'm going to get that information and then I will force my opinion on okay. our on our weary listeners here. Yikes. Um, I'm not excited about recording that. We're not going to. It's, <laughs> okay. I'm, just, I'm being facetious. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I do want you guys to go back and listen. And if you're not already you know, a subscriber, if you're finding this organically or whatever, 
head on over to Church Nerds um, LTN on Twitter, or you can go to lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds. And there's an RSS button there. There's ways to um, follow us and become subscribed on, did I say LTN.com? You're I look, don't know what you said. You just gave me a stink eye. I don't, know what, thy, I don't know what RSS is. Oh, well, it's, it's a way, it, it gives you a link um, and you can put that link into iTunes or any other oh. like aggregator that you have. Any way that people like listen to I podcasts. I think aggregates are stuff you put on the ground for asphalt, aren't mm, they? Like maybe? ground up rocks and stuff. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We just think very differently, Bubba and I do. Yeah, I to, don't to, understand what he's talking about. To half aggregate the time. means to like bring in from different places. Anyway, okay. it's it's fine. <laughs> um, but you know what? Another thing that we talked about was the chosen, and we talked about that last week, and that was the very last thing that we talked about was this on the on the do watch list. Yeah, it was the very very last thing, and we said boom, it hit the mark. And honestly, I had only seen episode one at that point, but to me, I was like, this is it, and so. Um, what I did was I did what I do and I binged the whole dang thing. Bubba's not capable of, it's a good thing you, I don't know. I just, I, it would be interesting to see you in like the cable TV era where you had to have a video recorder and stuff and actually wait for episodes. I did fine. Because you struggle with that. You just want to binge everything. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, but now this is the world we live in and I've embraced it. Okay. I'm not the kind of guy who says, I hate the new Facebook. I'm going to go back to the old Facebook because I understand that things are moving forward. I don't know the difference between the new Facebook and the old Facebook, but we can talk about that at another time. If you don't know the difference, then you don't have the new Facebook. Okay. Um, Interesting. Anyway. So anyway, we talked, we talked a little bit about the chosen um, and I, really want you guys to know about The Chosen. I feel like everybody should watch it. So just kind of a, a quick overview. Um, this is a VidAngel C series. Um, it's not, it's a VidAngel production. You don't like have to have VidAngel to watch it or anything like that. Um, but the first season is an eight episode saga that follows the story of Jesus calling of the 12 disciples. I say 12, back that up. It is not a calling of, the first season doesn't follow the calling of the 12 disciples. The first season calls some disciples. I, f- I probably should have put a the number The calling to it. of some of the disciples. Yes. Everybody's favorite. Plus book. Mary. Yeah. And then and then Mary. Um, but uh, it, it doesn't capture, like I said, all 12, but it does. Um, we, get, we get all the way to the woman at the well in Samaria. Um, and mm. every single episode, for me at least, is as good, if not better, than the one before it. I think I'm like six episodes in. It's only eight. And you watched one out of order, so you might be actually seven. I, I'm i caught up to what I watched out of order by accident. Okay. Uh, side note, we have some friends who got it on disc, and actually they come on disc in a slightly different order than what they're published to the website in. Because or they just played them out of order. Like that is still possible. Like sometimes things I don't know. things mess up on discs. But they did. We were talking about it at Life Group, and they t- I was talking about the first episode, and they were just like, "That didn't happen." What we've watched the first episode, and that's all we've watched. First we episode have no idea what you're talking about. Has Jesus with little children? And yeah. I'm like, oh, no. 
No, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, and, and Anna, we're going to just go ahead and get this out of the way, has not finished the series. Um, I'm going to try not, not to fan about it, fanboy about it too much. Um, but You're not doing a very good I'm job I'm probably not going to be able to help myself, like legitimately, because... I just, you guys are going to have to bear with me at some point. I love this show. Like, I think, I, I have said this before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'll say it 700,000 times after that. I would recommend this show to literally anybody, Christian or not, because I think that it makes the story of Jesus relatable. And that, we were talking about it just a little bit ago before we started recording, that has been a major disconnect and we'll get to that when we're talking about Jesus, you know, in the next section. But that has been a major disconnect with people being able to get into the story of the Bible. They just, you know, what does that have to do with me? You know, this is a story that was written 400 billion years ago and mm-hmm. um, doesn't have anything for me. Well, I will say this. Um <laughs> I think it's kind of difficult when you grew up in church and there's just something about even just the dress of the time that f- just makes it feel campy to you. Oh, yeah. I, I'm struggling with that a little bit because I'm like, you know, headdresses and tunics and sashes and stuff like that. I'm like, that just automatically makes it feel like a passion play or like something cheesy to yes. me when it's not like it has to be that way because that is what they for wore. real. And I'm like, can they just be wearing something else? Can, you know, which is not, I, I've been struggling. What do you want with them to that. wear? I don't know. Jenko jeans? Like when I think, <laughs> no, <laughs> no one should ever wear Jenko jeans. How at dare all. you? I know I'm going to catch some flack for that comment. I just think they're a bad idea. I loved my Jenko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, there's some of that that I have to, it's something that somebody who didn't grow up in church might not come in and think. It, I think it's not even only uh, Christian stuff that I'm this way. Westerns are another thing. So they're... Chaps. Well... Okay, so so there are a couple of Western movies that make Western movies cool. 310 to Yuma. I have not seen that. Django Unchained. Um, Tombstone. Tombstone. Tombstone is probably one of the first Westerns Cowboys, Cowboys versus aliens. that I watched that I was like, this is interesting to me and it's cool. And I've heard the same thing about, oh, what is it? I was... Um, one of one of our members of the Love Thy Nerd community was asking for recommendations for a date night, and um, he was looking for an action movie specifically. But some some people brought up one specific western. Maverick. No, but Maverick was also good. Um, anyway, I was like, man, I need to watch that because he they compared it with Tombstone. What was and it I, about? I, I don't know. Are you sure it wasn't three ten was No, it was not. It wasn't, it was something else mm. anyway, but like a lot of Westerns, when I watch them, I'm like, ugh, I hate Westerns. They're really campy. Back to because... the future three. <laughs> Be- <Yeah>. The best <laughs> Western that has ever been. Um, you know, but I th- it's that, it's that yeah. same kind of thing because when you you were introduced to it, you were introduced to it poorly. Yes. 
And then not, I mean, I'm sorry, all passion plays at churches, but it is, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, this sort of forced emotion and stuff like that, instead of actually. <sighs> How genuine is this going to yeah, be? Really? And, and like scanned scripts and yes. stuff like that. And so I kind of write off the entire, apparently, even the clothing that I'm like, yeah. nope, it's all canned. Uh, interesting. Um, that's been a weird response that I've been having that I'm trying to. You find yourself work like constantly past. battling that, yeah, as you're watching it. Interesting. And I there mean, are some moments where I do fine because they have because they've done such a good job, and there are others that I'm like, ah. I mean, I I really I really have enjoyed. The depiction, and we're going to get into some of the characters, but just like overall the depiction of the characters as one character, you know, like just talk about it from a thousand foot view here. So like the disciples being of Middle Eastern descent and, you know. Which they should be. Yes. And, you know, Jesus himself, you know, being Middle Eastern, which, you know, we it's not a, a white Jesus, you know, petting a lamb. Thank goodness. And what, but. Again, you like who are the the Caucasian characters? It's like the Romans and stuff. So, right. like, you know, like that to me that, is like it has been okay. really interesting. They have some of them have like American accents. Oh, but you, we're not even going to talk about the accents because. Um, but as being a more like it, it, as far as speech and stuff yeah. is concerned, like these characters would be more familiar to a Western audience almost right. than because our culture is based sure like Greek and Roman culture influenced our mm -hmm. culture so Absolutely, much yeah. as opposed to, yeah. Well, and yeah. I think if, if any of the characters are going to be white, it was going to be the Roman centurions, sure. you know? So like that to me, I think it's really good. And you can spot a couple of other white people like in the crowd and, you know, like bustling around the I haven't the paid bizarre. attention to that. Um, and so like I start to kind of look for these things, but like that is not immersion breaking for me because they're not the main characters. Like we're mm -hmm. not, we're not telling people, we're not telling people like perpetuating the idea that the disciples were white. It just like, to me, it's that kind of like, I'm going to say little stuff, but I know it's a big deal. It's, it's that kind of attention to detail that makes it even that much more believable for me. And I think, forget me, I'm already a Christian. I love Jesus. All right. Like I'm, I'm bought into the whole idea and concept. Um, Honestly, you, you could really make Jesus any race for me, and that's not going to change my opinion or view of him and who he is and what he did. Right. But for somebody on the outside that doesn't believe these things, that thinks that, you know, all we're trying to do with Christianity is whitewash it and all sorts of stuff, those kind of accuracies could be the thing that gets them not just like, ah, Jesus, you know, but keeps them interested. Well, because I think sometimes if it's not that way, it can be written off from the beginning. Like Yes. I, I think sometimes we want we want to make Jesus look like us. And I think many cultures do that. And sure. and I don't think I don't think there's inherently something wrong with trying to make Jesus identifiable or relatable even in art. Yeah. Um, 
Because I can remember, like, I can remember going to a black church one time and seeing pictures of, like, black Jesus with black children. Yeah. And I don't think that there was anything wrong with that at all. Um, But when you're talking about a dramatization on this level for this many viewers where it's like, um, we we don't need to be trying to relate to one culture. We're trying to tell the The story of Jesus. The story. Yeah. You know, and what ha- what happened. Yeah. Or, I mean, and that's, we're going to get into that kind of in the, the next segment. Mm-hmm. But, but I, it, you're right. Like, it's, that's an important aspect that I think, especially in this political climate, would have, I mean, people would just write it off. And I, too, like, I am sick of seeing just European Jesus. Yeah. You know, because it's just like, Oh, come on, guys! Like, can we not? Why? There was um, there was a recent movie that came out that was the story of Jesus, and it had Desmond from Lost as Jesus. Oh, yeah. And I was like, S- Scottish Jesus. <laughs> Seeing another life, brother. You know, like, oh, that's my favorite scripture. Um, but uh, you know, like even then, I haven't Is watched. Is that like the movie. today you will be with me in paradise? But basically, yeah, See you in an- <laughs> yeah. It's it's the Philippians four thirteen version of that. You know, so like for me, just seeing that, and all I saw was a thumbnail. I haven't watched it. I was like, okay, we're moving in the mm-hmm. right direction. You know that, and so like I I look at the chosen, and there's a lot of stuff um, really really about this this show. Um, so like I asked you to watch it because I said, Hey, we're going to be talking about this. Yeah. You gave me homework. And I was like, I don't know if that's a doable amount of homework for me. Not only did I give you homework, but I gave you a week to do the homework and, and I gave you a week to do what it took me one day well, to do. Yeah. I think it was very reasonable, but you watch shows at a completely different pace than I, I do. I really, really do. Like I get in trouble. For I watch charging shows ahead. when I'm too tired to do anything else. That, yeah. That's how I watch them. I, I watch them as a deliberate thing to do. Right. And so like when you're like, oh, I'll wash the dishes or feed the kids. I'm like, oh, I'll just watch, I'll watch show instead. <laughs> and so like we talked about Umbrella Academy in the opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my latest malfeasance. And, um, you know, my, my latest slap on the wrist was that we started watching it together. Oh, yes. And I just couldn't hold At to my your suggestion, pace. I was the one who wanted to watch it. You and... wanted to, well, I had already, we'd already watched through season one. And you because wanted to watch through, I wanted to. You wanted to watch through it again yeah. so that we were ready, right. which was a great idea because there was a lot of stuff I yeah. forgot about. And then you blew through I, it. What did you want me to do? The whole thing was my idea as like a thing we could do together. You watch that- one show, maybe two, if you're just like crazy into it at breakneck speed. <laughs> I warm up with two. I Yeah. I'm stretching at two. Part of it right? too is that like... I have no energy right now, and yeah, I'm sometimes on medication that knocks me on my tail tired, and I cannot make it. No matter, even if I'm completely engrossed and interested in a show, I will fall asleep. I cannot stay awake. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, it's so not like, my fault. I'm not throwing shade. It's just it's like your fault. We, actually, we move at different paces. Okay, <laughs> don't you dare put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Oh, it is. Um, so here's the deal. Let me give you a, a, a kind of a recap, brief overview of, of The Chosen, because in the next segment, we're going to talk about the characters, some, not all, but some of the main characters in the story. And I want to give you a brief overview if you've not seen it, okay? Um, so this 
the story really kind of here's what it does, right? So it fills in a lot of the conversational, situational, contextual gaps where the Bible is legitimately silent on, like doesn't speak. Um, and we'll get into just a few of those in the next segment. But I really love that. It doesn't change the Bible. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily add things where there's no need to add them. I think it really expounds and expands on things in, in Scripture. I mean, it adds some stuff i'm not saying it doesn't add but i think so one of the things is like in the show they're like this is not a stand-in for the bible we highly recommend just go read the gospels they don't they don't say um okay i know that it was this character that did this thing but we're gonna make it to where it was this character or another white orc that did this thing or whatever like they're not they're not completely ridiculously adding to the stuff like that. They take believable situations um, and say, well, this this character, this is how this character could have got to that point with our, you know, I'm globally our understanding of how the scripture, um, you know, story continues and is adapted and stuff like that. Like, Oh, I mean, I think it's like this would be a believable backstory yeah. for the character, like for what we for what we do know about this person. Yeah. This would be a believable backstory. Um, but there are no um, there are no ninja angels. Um, what we do see uh, is the lives of the disciples um, and those in their circles and how they may have come to an understanding of Jesus and his ministry here on earth. So like for me, seeing these struggles, um, their disbelief, their concern and confusion in these men and women, like as they experience Jesus is very refreshing to me because I personally think that like a lot of times we just think that Jesus showed up, he told people to saddle up, and that was that. Um Right, I've never seen you before in your in my life, and you just came up to me and said, "Come and follow me." And yeah. drop all your nets. Now come I'm just going to drop me. my nets, and that was it. Like, but to understand, Which it could yes, be, could but it have it been? Yes. May, but also could. But people are people. Right. Think about like right now, like right now, if Jesus were to come back in a similar manner, Jesus were to come back and say, "Anna, come follow me." you would probably be a little bit skeptical and not just go, oh, dang, Jesus is back. Because if you think about it, I was just doing research today. There's a, I forget what his name is, and I'm glad that I forget because it's it's not worth it to re-mention, but there's a prophet, heavy air quotes prophet, in Texas that says that oh, he is no. the the second coming of Jesus. Oh, no. And like people are posting online oh, that if boy. you don't if you don't know this person, you don't know Jesus. And I look at those people and go, you You're are crazy. crazy. Yeah. You're absolutely crazy because I can look at him and go, that's totally not Jesus. Not even a little bit. You know, but so so to be able to have this like healthy Ugh, I don't like that at n- all. N- no, you yeah. shouldn't. So to be able to to have this healthy visualization of people like struggling with that, um I think is really good. Um his call never really makes sense to or a lot of sense to anybody. Myself like personally, like a, why Jesus calls Peter, why Jesus calls Andrew, why Jesus calls Matthew, why Jesus calls me. Like there are people on the outside that will look at that and go, um, 
why that guy? Why in the world that guy? And we see that, you know, Peter has those questions about Matthew in this show. Um, oh. oh, why yeah. that guy of anybody you could because have called? Because it's a very unlikely group of people. Yeah. But I don't think that the call is supposed to make sense. So like th- this show doesn't do a good job at all about explaining the why. Um, this, this job does, or this, this show does a really good job of explaining the how. Like how did that person come to an understanding? How did the how experience might they have? Yeah, how 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 would the experience drive the acceptance of a call? Right. That's that's a that's the differentiation that I want to make, and yeah. that I'm always wary of. And this this is impactful, yes. but it does a lot. The reason it's impactful is because it does a lot of things that other shows don't, because they are wary of being like, this is how it happened. Right. Because. We don't know how it happened, and so we don't want to make somebody think, well, this is what happened. This is biblical fact, when it's like, nope, mm, no. Not so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Be we, careful. We you know? fully understand, and hear us say this, that this and all other things are dramatizations, okay? But it's still great to be able to ask the hows with room for interpretation and conjecture of the how. How could it have done? So we're going to go ahead and take a short break, but stay put because we'll be right back here to break down the disciples and their stories here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to Church Nerds, and if you're just now tuning in on Back Row Radio or the Live 365 app, last segment we talked about The Chosen, and this segment we're going to talk about The Chosen. What? Bing, 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 bing. It's really easy. You just keep talking about the same thing you were talking about. But seriously, we want to really kind of do a deep dive character breakdown. Well, it's not like super deep. A because shallow dive. several of them. A medium dive. It's- very abbreviated character analysis of the interpretation right of well analysis of the interpretation of these characters yeah we'll put it that way that was a really long way to say that before we get into that if you are just now joining us or you found us organically i want to remind you that you can go to lovethynerd.com slash church nerds and there are a bunch of different ways there for you to hear us on a regular basis you can subscribe through spotify apple podcast google play um, and also there's an RSS button there that Anna just figured out what it does. Um, so I'm still not completely sure, nope. but I take your word for it. I thought she had learned something there and <laughs> we did not. Uh, but you can also always listen to the latest episode right there on the page. Um, and if you jump into our Discord server, if you don't know what Discord is, it's super dope. Like this is like information super highway, which I know you're like, that's the internet. But this is like if the internet was like really good at what it did. That's what Discord is. Um, Al Gore feels attacked now. Well, that's fine. Him and his rhythms can just go somewhere else. (laughs) Um, But we have a Discord server. That's lovethynerd.com slash Discord. And we have a bunch of conversations that we have going on there at any given time. And they're all broken out. And I'm actually thinking about putting podcast sections in there for talking about church nerd stuff and free play and humans of gaming and um, you know, pull list and all the other stuff that we do, because I want to create a hub where people can get stuff and we can get ideas for all sorts of things. 
Uh, but anyway, we want to have you come and be a part of these conversations with us wherever you do. Um, and also, you can find us online um, on Twitter at Church Nerds LTN, where we post about all the stuff and we get your feedback as well. So moving forward into the episode here, into this segment, dives, medium dives, uh, diet dives into some of the characters here. That Not- would be light. I don't diet need, is light. I don't right? like to use light. I like to use diet because it's different. Um, not people. People don't Sounds usually say diet. Grosser. To you, my friends love it. <laughs> um, so we want to talk about some of the characters here, and I think it just makes sense to start at the top. Um, and by top, I don't mean of the pecking order. I just mean kind of like as as you're introduced to them in the show. Yeah, kind of in order of appearance. Um, sort of. Ish. So. Well. So Mary. Mary. Yeah. Mary we said Mary. that at the same time. Mary Mary. Quite contrary. Um, is it Mary Magdalene? Is that I would is say that Magdalene. The correct, the correct um Mary though? Oh yes, this is that Mary, yeah. Okay. So, because we start off and she's in the unsavory part of town, the red district. Um the, and the red quarter. The red quarter. I almost Does said that red mean light district. Re- well, is they that didn't what have it is? Red lights. If they were, if they did have red lights, it would have, yes, it would have been. It's just like the rough part of town. Well, so later on when, you know, she's having her Shabbat dinner, which we'll talk about that in a second. When, when she's doing that, uh, no, no, no. It's when Matthew has the celebration dinner at his place. Haven't got there. You haven't gotten that far. There's somebody, Spoilers. there's somebody from the red district. Quarter. Quarter. I looked at you, paused, couldn't get there. Um, the red quarter that's there. And one of the Pharisees mentions that. And it was one of the people that was there as well. So, so is the red quarter? Is it is it just like the inner city? Uh I th- maybe, yeah. I mean, because there's like it's not like everything that happens there is bad. No, there's markets and stuff like that. It's just like everything's a little dingier, a little it's alluding, dirtier. It's alluding to prostitution. Is really it is what, re- alluding to prostitution. Yes, that's okay. what it is. Um, because she seems like she may have been in and out of that. We yes. don't really. I mean, they don't really go into that but she's she's uh she's been abused yes. she had a traumatic childhood it yeah. seems well not from her parents but like she's she's had a hard life and she's demon possessed she's demon possessed yeah. in it the, yeah there is no if ands or buts about that and i need to really all. research because i think it's kind of back i don't i don't know if we're completely sure that she was the the demon possessed woman I think that it, it kind of goes back and forth a lot um, with interpretations from scripture. Yeah. Um, if she was, so a lot of people. Is, this is interpreting her as that person. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, they, but they but they don't call her Mary start uh, for off, a while in the show. They actually start off calling her Lilith. Lilith. Yeah. So you almost don't, you don't find out until the end of the episode that she's Mary. Right. Of, of her, of her episode that's kind of about her yeah. story. So we, you were like, what, what, what is the deal with that? And last week when we were actually researching our episode, mm-hmm. I took a very brief, um, <laughs> it was long enough, a very brief, uh, rabbit hole, uh, kind of tangent yeah. in my, in my studying into Lilith and why that would be because I'm like I don't think that that's a I don't remember her ever be called Lilith in like according to scripture right and I think that was more of a cultural thing because Lilith is like the female demon yeah kind of thing culturally 
Um, and I mean, there's a, there's a long, there's a lot of stuff associated with that, but this overly sexualized, um, and demonic Mm -hmm. type of character. And I don't know if it would be the same thing as like calling a woman a Jezebel, Hmm, maybe, um, or Rahab is also the same way. Yeah. Um, those two names are specifically associated with a certain type of woman. Yeah. Um, but lo- I mean, I guess because of the whole de- de- demonic nature, mm-hmm. um, referring to her as Lilith, but that's one of the, that's one of the major things is that identity shift when, Oh yeah. Big time. Jesus calls her Mary and her ears perk up. And because that's a, that's a different identity than than she has lived in for years and that is that's a very powerful thing about that's the first time we see jesus is when he calls her mary and then the very next thing you see is he heals her and this is after our our, lots of guys talk to her oh yeah yeah they don't call her mary though right um this is after our next character here um, Nicodemus actually comes and tries to exercise the demon out of her. And like she, you know, this is just kind of skin crawl moment, honestly. She kind of peeks up over this like pig pen and like looks him dead in the eyes and goes, we are not afraid of you. And he is like, <laughs> poops his pants, like runs away, is basically never the same from that moment on. Um, comes out, comes to find out that, you know, uh, you're spoiling everything by the way, right now. It's fine. <laughs> Guys, th- there's a book about it. Do you it want them to watch it or you I, don't want them to I, watch it? You will it. still watch this show. It's just, it's so good. Anyway, long story short, um, she becomes a changed person and then she ends up like, what I thought was really interesting was that she didn't just be like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm a healthy person now. I'm going to go and do all the things that I couldn't do before. What the show does is the show kind of paints her in a light of she then returns to her Jewish roots. Right. Um, she. Because she was because she was raised that way. Yeah. But then somehow departed. Something happened, which yes. we don't know. And somehow departed from that. And now she's going back to like, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. And I want to do it. But I really don't know the ins and the outs of how to do it. I'm just doing my best. Yeah, I mean, she ends up even hosting uh, the Shabbat dinner. Right. Um, you know, the, I mean, the very first week that she can, she hosts that Shabbat dinner. And we start to see some of the other players, you know, minimal, you know, side characters kind of a deal, um, come and join her in that. Like some of these other people that are in the Red Quarter and outcasts, blind people, you know, you know all, all sorts of stuff. Because those were her friends. Yeah. And then what we see is we see, you know, Peter and Andrew show up and she's like, ah, hello, what are you doing here? I don't know you. Um, And then they're like, well, we were told to come here by, by our master, you know? And so then, you know, spoiler alert, Jesus shows up and like, she is, we, we see this, this like weird reverence, you know, that she's just dumb, dumbfounded and awestruck when Jesus shows up. And she's like, I, I didn't expect you to show up. And he comes in. He's like, yeah, can I come in? Can we hang out? You know, I want to be a part of this. Um, she had done everything wrong, basically, for the the setup of the meal. Like, d- 
didn't really know what was going on. She set a place for Elijah. They made fun of her about that, you know, kind of poked fun that you do that for Passover. This is not Passover kind of a deal. Right. And she's like, oh, well, I guess, you know, I'll know how to do it for then, you know, kind of a deal. And I mean, like, I'm kind of getting into detail, but it's because like, she's just going back to what she thinks she knows and she's supposed to be doing. And then there is this amazing symbolism that they do with the show that Jesus ends up showing up for that Shabbat dinner and takes the seat that she had set for Elijah, Mm. you know? And so like, if you have a contextual knowledge of scripture, you can see that and go, oh, dang, it's happening, it's happening, you know, kind of a deal. Well, I think about that scene, this is one of those things where we're going to talk about this when we talk about the the, um, character of Jesus as it's portrayed, um, is that he comes into her house and she's like, okay, well, this is your show. You can do all the things. And he's like, no, I'm in your house. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in your space. Uh, you do it. I want, I want you to do it. Um, which is one of those, again, like we don't, that's just, that is a dramatization of making Jesus um, an approachable sure. human being um, that was just interesting. Yeah. Uh, so we have and spent. The, oh, and they talk, and she, and she is, she's not counted as one of the twelves, but she is with them all the time, the whole time, and that she's like she's part of the core group of Jesus followers. I have and acknowledged that way, which is true. Vastly appreciated that depiction of her because like even in some accounts, she gets a bad rap of, well, that was Jesus' girlfriend. And, yeah, yeah, she was just crushing on him. As, she was she was his side chick. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Jesus' side chick. <laughs> and so like I look at that and go, women can follow Jesus too. Women can and be it just doesn't as have important. to be a boys and girls thing. It doesn't have to be that. And, you know, honestly, like if you look at the statistics around the world, there are more like active Christ followers that are women than are men. Even in scripture, it talks yes. about how many women followed him. All and it them. was not just Mary. No. It was a lot of the, them. the stone gets rolled away. Women were the first ones to go and make that known to the right. men. You know, so it's like there are just we're not gonna get into all that, but but I, I very much appreciated this depiction of It was not just a boys' club. Mary was there. She was A one since day one. She's yep. ready to go. Yeah. Like she's like, I did not know this man or who he was. I will tell people the change that has happened in me. And then the moment the moment he comes, and Nicodemus even asks her, If you saw him again, would you know him? And she's like, How the heck would I not? He changed everything about me. How would I not be able to know him when I, if I saw him again? Right. And then sure enough, the moment it happened, she did. So speaking of Nicodemus, all right? Um, phew-wee. We're going to have to race through a lot of this. We're going we're gonna to well, try. I, I really have been enjoying so this, complex this portrayal of Nicodemus. Um, we don't know very much about him mm. except that he was a Pharisee and that he had a secret meeting with Jesus. And he his story gets lost in the mix. We were talking about this at, in Life Group. So this is kind of like what kind of a guy would be a Pharisee and have some secret meetings with Jesus? Yeah. Maybe it might be this kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. So he is like almost portrayed as a guy who he's like a good guy who's caught up in this bad religious culture, yeah. organizational culture. 
and has sort of a different, he's kind of tired of rote tradition oh, and yeah. stuff. And he's like, I'm over that. Like, do you find life in that? Or yeah. is it just you're excited about being somebody? Because he's, he's really kind of on the hunt for life changing, like power of God moments. Yeah. And he's like, and if so I'm finding them and if they don't jive with what you see in the Torah, I'm starting to wonder if we've actually interpreted this correctly and do you not question that and then he ends he's like he's going to end up on the wrong side of people you can see that happening but that's just and he like he cares about people he's compassionate and he's really um i don't know like the pharisees are not a good group of guys but he's there in the midst of them it's and it's kind of seeing that there are some redeemable pharisees kind of thing and so that has been interesting and i've enjoyed that which which again is another thing that gets lost right Mm -hmm. like the story the the most famous bible verse in all of the bible john 3 16 god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son like that was something that jesus was saying yeah that was part of of a conversation with nicodemus you know so it's it's like this this meeting, this secret meeting, this this desire for Nicodemus to know and and ask these questions, how can a man be born again? Like these kinds of things, these are things that were rolling around and Nicodemus was wrestling with. And we get to kind of unpack that a little bit hypothetically, but we get to unpack that of how would somebody, they call him a teacher of teachers. Like he uh-huh. is at the top yeah, he made it. of the he rung. He has made it. Like, you know, people are Hit like the glass ceiling. <laughs> people are in awe of him. And uh-huh. I think that you're right. The glass ceiling is really the reason why he's like, there's got to be if more, I've right? Like, made it and this is all there is. Like, he's not finding yeah. life in it at that point. So we see him. He, you know, they overlap, like we said, um, Mary and Nicodemus' story. He goes and tries to cast out the demons because the Roman centurion is like, hey, you've got to do this, blah, blah, blah. But we see him even go back and forth with his wife, who is very accustomed to this lifestyle that they have. Mm. And he's still like, I don't know, you know, and then like all the way up until the moment where they are like, and I don't I don't think you've seen this yet, but all the way up until the moment where they are about to leave Stop. for Samaria. Spoiling things. Uh, you had a week. Okay. So they're about to leave for Samaria and like Nicodemus is right there. He's so close to to following and being, because Jesus calls him. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, I'm, I want to give you an opportunity to do this. And I think even then in the story of Nicodemus, like that, seeing that, that, you know what? Jesus spent time with people. Jesus called people. Um, Jesus gave opportunity for some people who fully understood and got what he was saying. That was this portrayal that still didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to see the grief and the heartache and the break inside of Nicodemus when he doesn't answer mm-hmm. that call in the way that Jesus has done it. And really, mm-hmm. we don't have any more about Nicodemus. Um, right. That's like it. Everything else we have is Christian and Jewish tradition. Right. Um, you know, historical stuff. Nothing else in the Bible really about that. So Nicodemus, poor guy, um, <laughs> genuinely concerned about about people. Matthew. Okay, mm-hmm. wow. We may go over. I'm looking at the clock. Yeah, there's no way. Like, you're going way too I'm deep. Sorry. I s- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We said diet. We still have, this is diet. No, it is not. On our list, guys, we still have Matthew, Peter, and Jesus. Well, let's skip Peter. 
You want to skip, skip Peter? Peter? I, I think we can skip Matthew. Matthew. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Matthew, it's a big deal because he's portrayed as someone on the autism spectrum. You're right. You're right. And that is a big that's a big deal because I think as far as making being a follower of Jesus relatable. Yeah. There are people on the spectrum who need to be represented. They need to see themselves. Um, And so I know we were talking about like, we can't just ma- turn Jesus into white because I'm white. But right. but to see an example, it, it's possible. Yeah. People have, have said this before, you know, just the attention to detail and, you know, certain things about him that it's possible that he could have been. Yeah. And so he's portrayed that way. Um, like when you're introduced to him, he almost seems like someone with a sensory disorder. Yep. Um, he doesn't want to smell stinky things. Um, he doesn't want to breathe the like, yeah. you know, like he doesn't want to be too close to people. All his clothes are the same. All his sandals are the same. And I, as I watched it, I was like, oh my goodness, because I see, well, I don't think there's one of our kids that yeah. I don't, necessarily think he is autistic but he has he does suffer a little bit from some sensory processing things that he like he will he'll only wear one type of underwear (laughs) and um i will pay any amount of dollars for those underwear because like it's very they just make my life easier um certain types of shoes certain type of pants that he if he could wear the same thing every day he would and if he could have a whole a uh, closet full of the same shirt, he would. And Matthew does yeah. in the show. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I know that person. Yeah. And uh, I think also this dive, if for again, for the unfamiliar, which I, that's what this whole show is about, oh, is yeah. like, if you've never, if you don't understand the cultural significance of uh, these very short, brief moments that we have, like this was written, to Jewish audiences by Jews, yeah. they understood all of this. Here's what you don't understand, and it takes a whole episode to unpack it. Yeah. Um, why would Matthew be hated by Jewish people and hated by Roman people? He wasn't really a part of them, and he wasn't really a part of them, yeah. and so they both hated him. <laughs> yeah. um, and so he had he had nobody who saw him for who he was. No. You know? Um, Not even his parents. Not even his parents and people wanted to use him and use his special way that he saw the world if it was advantageous to them. Yeah. But they didn't know him or care about him until Jesus. Jesus immediately. Oh, my gosh. Immediately gives him purpose when he calls him, which you haven't seen. I haven't seen this yet. I've seen the buildup of all of the things. Um, But what we do get to see is that. But like, why why might a person immediately when G, when yeah. he's called by Jesus why might they just say yes absolutely and why right. might they just leave what they were doing and he did right <laughs> it I was mean, crazy like, yeah but I mean you start to see these things and you start to kind of understand like yeah I mean that that kind of is the biggest thing about his character is that he is on the spectrum and I don't mean that in any kind of light way or anything like that like oh well he's just tropey he's the token you know that's not it but it's like that's what drives I don't think it's tropey at all because it, I don't think that he's ever been portrayed I don't think we've seen a character mm. that wasn't someone being rescued out of something sure be portrayed this way right as like this is this is somebody's normal. Yeah. This is 100% who they are. it is. And Jesus Jesus called him to. Yeah, and he 
man, he it's his story is so powerful. Um, and just, just how it, I don't want to say how it ends, but how the second chapter of his story begins is is wonderful. And I can't wait, Anna, for you to experience that. <laughs> um, we're going to skip over Peter because he's he's like the main dang character of the whole is first season. Yes. It's not Jesus? Jesus is obviously. I think obviously, the Bible is about Jesus. Come on, give me a break here. Jesus is obviously the main character. But if there were a secondary main character who was not Jesus, it's Peter. Okay. Um, in the show. And we're going to skip it um, <laughs> because we want to talk about Jesus. And we're going to go over, and it's fine. Don't worry about it. You guys can't see the clock. Um, but for a very long time, Jesus has been portrayed as this very like distant, cryptic, transcendental. We talked about mystic kind of like. Well, it's kind of like. Far off character. Because he does have an eternal focus and he, he like, God is his father. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I just feel like so many times it's like this sort of head in the clouds and everybody's just like, everybody follows him around and hopes to understand what he says, but like, just don't get it most of the time. Yeah. And, and, and we do see that scripturally, like Jesus tells a story and people are like, huh, but they only halfway get it. And it's not until later that they're like, oh, (laughs) oh, now I know what that means. But those are the moments that we see in Jesus and that's what is portrayed a lot. But if that was every moment with Jesus, people wouldn't have followed him. No. And so it talks like you see that Jesus it scripturally is relatable. Like kids love Jesus. They yeah. want to hang out with Jesus. They wouldn't want to hang out with somebody who never had time for them no. and wasn't fun. That's um, true. People in the red quarter wouldn't want to hang out with him if he was aloof. They are sick of people like that. Yeah. We see that today. And so, like, what kind of a person do people in the red quarter want to hang out with? Yeah. It would be somebody who can laugh and make jokes with everybody else. Yeah. You know, like there, there's one part where he's kind of like dogging on somebody for their dancing skills yeah, a little bit. Andrew has, what was it like? If four, feet, four feet. And they yeah. say why. And they're like, because he looks like a donkey when he dances. <laughs> and he does. Um, they show it. And it's very donkey-esque. I mean, and there's a, like the episode of the wedding at Cana. They didn't have to do this, but they show Jesus sitting at the kids' table. Yeah. And like hanging out with the kids because they all think that he's really cool because he's like doing, you know, like the the three shells, yeah. sorting the three shells and just, you know, just kids stuff. Yeah. Um. So showing Jesus sitting at the kids table at the wedding, I was like, OK, there we go. I get it. We got him. It's not just, well, one day he was preaching a sermon and for some reason the kids just wanted to hang out with him like on this day, but never on any other day. Yeah. You know, they make him very relatable. Um, this this show does a really good job of emphasizing the divinity of Jesus, but mm-hmm. focusing on the humanity of Jesus. Right. And so I, and it it doesn't diminish the divinity. Please don't hear me say that because you know the the concept of God being fully or Jesus being fully man and fully God at the same time is nothing that we will ever understand. And that these were, he was doing miracles. It wasn't just like, he just had a really, a good knowledge of fishing culture and what fish like, that's why all those fish went into the net or, right. or whatever, that the, these were supernatural happenings. 
The most interesting, um, yeah. So that's that's in the first couple of episodes, like that cast your net. The most interesting part about that thing and the way that they, the way that they they told that story specifically is that Jesus was preaching to people on the shore. Um, he's like, "Hey, can I use your boat?" And the boat wasn't cast out; like the boat was like parked, basically, like up on the shore. And Jesus is like uses it as a sermon illustration. He's mm-hmm. like talking to Peter. What happens when you throw your net? Yada yada yada. And he's like, "Go ahead, toss it." And he does. And at the shore, it's too much for them to bring in by one person. Like everybody else has to come in and help him get it all in. They brought in more than they needed. Like it just that that was one thing that I thought was really cool. It was like they weren't out in the deepest depths. It was like at the shore, you caught all of the fish you ever needed. Um, you know, and like, it was, it was just those, those kinds of things that like, Jesus is just, he's talking, he's hanging out, he's doing his thing. He brings his friends to a party because, you know, his mom asked him to be there, you know, like these kinds of deals, like we're just, we're going to go. I'm, I'm camping out. My name's Jesus. I'm camping out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And these kids are going to roll up on me and he basically basically starts a Sunday school class. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, I was kind of cringy because I'm like, man, I don't want ki- my kids to like show up at a squatters area yeah. and be like, this person's super cool. Yeah. Like is, with that kid who's like, is he dangerous? Yes. I'm like, I get it, kid. I got you. I'm right there. Again, with you. all of that is very relatable. And right. Jesus even ma- makes mention of it. Like, ah, you shouldn't really be doing this. <laughs> dangerous men, you well, know? Yeah. And so like, but we had just talked in school about Jesus talking about like, are you sure you want to follow me? Because the fox of the field and the bird of the air, but I don't have a place to sleep. Uh, Jesus was, he he didn't, you know, borderline homeless. You might've been tired. Um, very tired when this, when we, you were watching that episode because there's a moment where like the kids, the two kids are behind some rocks and they're watching Jesus basically he's praying over his bread. Um, and then he starts like making fart noises and like oh, bleats I didn't like know a that sheep. They were like, fart noises. <laughs> that's not what kids sound like. <laughs> you know, he starts doing stuff like that, and I died. Oh, did you? I, I think I was too tired. At died, and like, I'm looking at you doing? going. I was. Just I thought didn't that was funny. Was Maybe happening. I'm an eighth grader. I don't know, but yeah, he was making like sheep noises, and you know they're laughing and all sorts of stuff, and so like. That's kind of, he uses that stupid noises and stuff like what, like, I'm just, at the same time, I'm like, that is exactly. You think Jesus made fart noises? Because I'm constantly I, telling my kids to stop. Dude, here's the deal. That is, <laughs> that's how you engage with kids in middle schoolers and stuff like that is you meet them on their own level. And so anyway, long story short, ramble, ramble, ramble. Um, Jesus is like very, very relatable. Um, you know, there, there's a moment. And we'll close with this um, earthquake. There was a moment, and we'll close with this, in the show where, you know, we talked about Jesus at Mary's Shabbat dinner. And he comes to her and is like, hey, I want you to do this. This is your house. Very, you know, approachable, even in other people's places. Then you contrast that with the moment where Matthew is going before Prater, is that what we decided his name was? I think they the, say Prater. The Prater. Yeah. Um, not familiar with the terminology in the Roman guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes before the head elf 
Um, Urban Fuhrer. Yeah. Um, that was a man in the high castle <laughs> reference um, but he goes before him and the guy that is with Matthew all the time is like look I don't want to have to drag your dead body out of here because nobody asks for this nobody demands an audience with Prater and so but Matthew does and Matthew's like again I would I would assume this is because of social cues and situations like he just People on the spectrum do them differently. That he's like, I why would I not tell him this issue and bring it before him? And even after he's basically dismissed, he offers more information about his opinion and stuff like that. And the other guy that's standing next to Matthew is like, This is where he dies. Yeah. This is it. This is the end. Where we see time and time again with Jesus, these moments, the same thing. We see Peter do it, we see Matthew do it, and other characters that are just like offering more information to Jesus. And he's like, tell me more, tell me. And then Jesus will have something to say about their view or opinion. Um, there's a point where Peter asks Jesus, why Matthew? <laughs> um, and Jesus is very loving. And he's he's like, none of you beeswax incorporated, <laughs> you know? Um, but like, I just, I really appreciate that about the depiction of Jesus. And I know that that is, that is a major character plot development for the character of Jesus that we just miss a lot of the time. Um, right. And, and like I said, it's so difficult because we want to be very careful with how we handle. Protect the kingship and the deity. Jesus, and, Well, in Jesus' words. Yeah. And I fully appreciate that. Oh, yeah. But it's also like. Also appreciating, again, what I said, that it's like, well, if this was all he ever said, yeah. that it, that's, nobody would follow. <laughs> <laughs> I you mean, know? honestly, w- would, it, would it be enough, you know? And so, like, we have to ask those questions to ourselves because all we have are the scriptures and our experiences. We're basically getting to live out the testimonies of these characters. Well, and we just know that the people Jesus called, the people that he hung out with— didn't make sense to anybody who was successful in his time. Oh, no. And in a culture that we're all obsessed with success and, you know, we want to have followers and we want to, we're all, we're all looking to climb ladders. Yep. Um, seeing this representation and the ins and the outs of how Jesus could have gone about. Yeah. Um, Choosing these this weird group of people uh, yep. um, that just seemed hodgepodge and didn't make any sense. Why on earth? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's cool. It is great. And we are way out of time. Super duper. And didn't even scratch the surface. Nope. I mean, j- just go go and watch it. Um, you can go to thechosen.tv slash app, and that's how you watch this show. Um, you can watch... You can watch it on YouTube. I don't recommend watching it on YouTube. That's how I did it, which is why I don't recommend watching it on YouTube. <laughs> uh, but you can download the app and it's free and it has all of the episodes on there. It's free with like an encouragement to pay it forward. Pay it like forward. somebody has paid for you to watch this episode. Do the same. Would you like to pay it forward? Um, we're probably going to end up buying the DVD or the Blu-ray or something like that. Um, and they're working on funding season two and they are not a sponsor. They can be. Um, chosen TV. Uh, yeah, they don't um, care about us. <laughs> but 
they're we're, they're not sponsoring this. This is just literally we watched this, and I've heard from you know you guys, you the listeners, uh, my friends, and stuff like that that have told us that this depiction of the story of Jesus and the calling of these disciples and just this story of the gospel it has been life changing for you Impactful. as well. And so we want to continue to spread that as far as we possibly can. And if you are not a Christian, give it a shot, man. Like I'm, I'm not. If it doesn't change your life, honestly, that's between you and you know God and all that stuff, you know. But give it a shot. Like this is a different view and understanding and you know interpretation of Jesus than you probably have ever heard. Um, it is far more relatable, and um, I don't know if it's going to change your life or not, but. Again, I would recommend this to anybody, and I will recommend this to anybody. Um, so, hey, don't get crazy in season two, The Chosen. Um, I would appreciate that. So I continue, <laughs> continue to recommend it. But hey, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will close out our show. We'll have our nerdy recommendation and also our Church Nerds Memory Verse here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Anna. I am not Bubba, you may notice. You always bring us back. You're doing I just, great. I just yeah, hopped just, right in there. You did. Actually, we have our nerdy recommendation for you this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a personal one to us because we just love this thing in our house. It's not a new thing. It's our son. <laughs> no. Actually, a Calyx bookshelf from Ikea. Mm. Um, this is a weird recommendation because it's furniture, <laughs> yeah, but. but it is nerdy. Oh, How can furniture yes. be nerdy? This particular piece of furniture is beloved by nerds all over America yep. and wherever Ikeas are, which yeah. is a lot of places. So Sweden, probably. You, you know. Do they have Ikea in Sweden? Are they Swedish? Are they Norwegian? Are they? Swedish. Okay. Or well, Norwegian. Just now realizing Norway I don't know the... and Sweden touch each other. Oh, okay. Then and Finland. Some. We're doing Europe in geography, everybody. There we go. <laughs> anyway, it's European. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, you're probably familiar with this. You see them all over the place, like just cube shelves, and you can put, put drawers in them if you want to and stuff. Yeah. The reason nerds are specifically interested in these is because they are great for like storing <sighs> comic books. Um, board games, Funko Pop figures, board, board games, games etc. And board games. A lot of your nerd stuff. It just you have like very small places where you can put things categorically. If, and if a board game does not fit in a Calyx cube, you need to redesign the box. Basically, we're because, talking to you, the Reckoners. Yes, come on, man, <laughs> Seth. Um, <laughs> But like legitimately, that's that's a question. Hey, what are the dimensions of the box? Will it fit on my calyx? Yeah. And it's like, is it too deep for my calyx? Right. Or is it too do have a few tall or wide or whatever? Like some of them. Can I get it fault. in the cube? Clask, it's not their fault. You so, could, if it fit yeah. into an IKEA bookshelf, it wouldn't be a good game. Some just can't. But hey, there is a top to the calyx. So that's where yes. we put those. So things. if it's too big, yeah, we put it on the top. And the reason I mention this is because we I made I don't know. Nope, that's We've perfect been wording. Needing to pare down our game 
um, inventory for a really long time. And Bubba just kind of hit hit the day, hit the ground running one day and was like, I'm doing this today. I'm sorting through what we'll keep and what we'll get rid of. And uh, stay tuned, everybody, because we're going to have we haven't really decided is this going to be an opportunity to fundraise or what it's going to be. But we are getting rid of tons of games. Wave one is 57 games long. Our list. It's a lot of games. I Um, didn't want to. I know, but even without those 57 games, our shelf is full. Oh, yeah. No, please believe we still got games. Yeah. So anyway, but the the Calyx, K-A-L-L-A-X, if you want to look it up, we highly recommend it. We have... You can buy them in different sizes. So you can get like two by three Mm -hmm. configuration. Ours, I think, is is it five by six? It's big. It's really big. It's the big one. And we got ours secondhand. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Already assembled. You moved it already assembled instead of the Ikea. Like you get three boxes that are three inches wide and you're going to make this enormous thing with just picture instructions. I do not recommend moving it. Assembled. It's not, no, that's not really, yeah. Because yeah, it's not made out of mahogany. No, it's not. So. We've moved it twice now. Yeah. But um, it's still kicking, you know? And so we also have, too, a, um, mm-hmm. like, entertainment center unit that's this. That has the Calyx. That's part of yeah. Calyx. The, I guess the, what do you call that? Like a series? Sure. Collection? A series of unfortunate bookshelves. They're not unfortunate. They're amazing. That's why we're recommending them. Amazingly fortunate bookshelves. If you're looking for a storage solution for your nerd stuff, we highly recommend it. Calyx. Calyx. Yeah. Often imitated, never duplicated. That is true, actually. We have had some Calyx-esque pieces from other... I'm looking at that white monstrosity behind you there. from other... I don't know that we've had one from like Wayfair... But be careful about buying stuff from there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but like from Walmart and, yeah. you know, uh, Big Lots and other places that just didn't hold up. I don't think they could have survived a move. Yeah. So uh, get the real deal. Get yeah. the Ikea one. Or just take up woodworking and build your own. I've thought but about that. But make sure that you make it the right dimensions yeah. still. Like, I, it's, it's just a good size. Machines they do it. They know what they're doing, Machines man. do it for Ikea, so <laughs> <laughs> I am not a machine. But yeah, go, go ahead and get yourself a Calyx. Um, if you can get it secondhand, get it secondhand. Sure. Legit. Like I think a smaller one that would, would transport just fine. It, it's really the, the monstrosity and the size of the thing that makes it hard in our case. I want to get another one. I know. <laughs> the same size. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. They come in a lot of different varieties. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and get yourself a Calyx. We've also got a Church Nerd memory verse for you this week. Pooh-wee, mamacita. Are you reading it? Because I've done a lot of talking just now. You have. Um, I don't have it pulled up. Okay, so well, don't you I dare will. do that to me. No. Oh, fine. Okay. So the memory verse this week is John 13, 35. Mm-hmm. From the Bible. Um, it is from the Bible. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, I don't know. I just felt like that felt that fit in yeah, fit with the exactly chosen Did yeah. it? disciples. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were being facetious. No, no. 100. No. I, I, you always pick the best ones. No. <laughs> no. Like, I think that that one's good. John 13, 35. And that's one that I paraphrase 
paraphrase? <laughs> That's not a word. Para, I deep paraphrase it. Um, that I paraphrase a lot in just saying that they will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have for one another. Um, you know, it's it's an abbreviated, you know, paraphrased version of it. It's almost the same. It's almost the same, but it's it's the it's the BSV, the Bubba Standard Version of that. Yep. Well, and you know, I because the deal of it is, guys and girls and they's out there that like men and women is that it is important to know that people don't care about your Christian t-shirts. They don't care about your bumper stickers. They don't care about the church that you go to when it all comes down to it. Those are things that will inform the way that they view you. Um, but if you don't love other people or specifically, if you don't like love the people that are closest to you, if you're a Christian, you don't love the other people in your church um, you know, a lot of people say, how can you, how can you love Jesus, but hate people like kind of a deal? If you don't love the people around you, they're going to look at you and go, that person doesn't. People see through that. Yeah. Yep. You're not really a Christian mm -hmm. and I'll let you decide where you fall on that spectrum. Or if you are, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. But mm -hmm. like we, we were even talking, um, we've got a couple minutes here. I'll ramble. We, we were even talking about reading through James, um, in our life group. And we got to, you know, talking about the taming of the tongue and stuff like that and how it's important for us not to drag other people through the mud um, and talk about them behind their backs and all sorts of stuff like that. And Pull them into our black holes of negativity. That's the, what we landed on right mm -hmm. there. And the, the thing about it is that you cannot love somebody and trash talk them at the same time. Like it, they're just not mutually exclusive things. Um, you, you either do one or you do the other. And um, I love you. I love so and so, but yeah, like, bless his heart. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's not a thing. But so be encouraged with this Bible verse, and you know, with the, that little uh, Bible study we just did for you there, um, to show love to other people, um, even people you you don't like, um, or dare I say, hate. Because if you really think about it, like the that's Beatitudes, what Jesus said, yeah, the Beatitudes were all about how to love people love that your you hate. Enemies, pray so. for those who persecute you. Yep. Um, specific, That's a bonus. Specifically, like, you know, the, the Romans, like, we talked about this and you see it in this show. Like, it's really easy to hate those people. Which guy is going to be the guy, which which guy is going to be the... Is the there, one who turns? Yeah. I think it's the one that's with Matthew. That's my guess. Yeah, that's my guess too. Um, But anyway, so like these people, like, yeah, it's we all hate these guys, these Romans. Um, But if they tell you to carry up their pack, don't carry it one mile, carry it two. Like... Do what if you carry it two miles, but you complain the whole time? Yeah, I, then it doesn't count. You okay. got to go back to <laughs> back to the beginning and try again. Oh, man. Well, hey, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles and all things nerdy, as well as this show and other podcasts and videos. And if you would like to directly support our mission or become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd. We, we would love that. We'd love to. Whether that's a one-time gift or you want to you know, partner with us monthly, um, you can support us. And we are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. And your gift is tax deductible. All you have to do is visit lovethynerd.com slash partner. And you can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms as well as right here on Back Row Radio each and every Friday morning. And don't forget to check us out, specifically Church Nerds, on Twitter at ChurchNerdsLTN. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. We'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Jesus loves you, nerd.